Thank you, Uma. Uh, our next discussant uh, is Joe Glauber. Uh, Joe, I'm sure, is known to many in this audience. Um, uh, he is a uh, um, senior research fellow at IFPRI, a long career with IFPRI, a distinguished scholar, um, uh, and uh, we're delighted to have him here. And he will focus, I think, our attention a little bit more on the international trade aspects of what's going on in the agriculture. Well, thanks very much, and uh, it is a pleasure to follow Ashok and uh, and the other discussants. I think this is uh, um, I got a lot out of the his brief comments. Um, I am going to talk more about the trade aspects. Uh, my experience with with India has largely been on the trade negotiation front and other things. Uh, back when I was um, representing the U.S. in, in WTO negotiations. Uh, but I just wanted to, to talk a little about trade uh, and start with a similar um, uh, figure that, that Ashok showed in his presentation, and that is one is over the last 25 years, there really has been a remarkable transformation in the fact that India continues to be a very, very large exporter. You can see these numbers have come down a bit uh, over the last few years, but that's largely due to market prices for grains and, and some of the products that, that India um, exports. And indeed, if we look at um, their share of global exports, as Chuck mentioned, rice, where they are the largest uh, exporter, also uh, over the last few years have been the largest exporter of beef, which I think a lot of people don't realize. Uh, it's a lot of it's buffalo and other things that are moving to, to China and other markets. But again, very, very important. Cotton, too, has been a uh, very important export, although, as you can see, over the last few years, that has dropped largely because India is exporting a lot of fiber now to uh, the rest of the world and, and are primarily to China and other uh, big markets, textile markets. But again, just to say, these, these um, uh, markets, I don't have wheat here. Wheat, if you went, were to go back five, ten years ago, uh, also very, very large on, on world markets. Uh, Briefly, but uh, uh, again, very important. Um, if you look at tariff rates, and I think this is important, India has very, very large bound tariff rates. Um, uh, but as, as Ashok had mentioned with some of the reforms that we've seen, India has brought those uh, applied rates down considerably to their MFN partners, and so they import a lot. Um, again, this gives a lot of policy space that is the difference between the applied rates and the bound rates. Um, and I think that is a consideration when they're in trade negotiations. But, but the fact is the bound rates are very, very high. They do snap back occasionally, and, and um, uh, which they use for protectionist-type reasons during import surges and other things. But largely, I think the, the remarkable thing is how low the applied rates are, and they are uh, – uh, while not one of the lowest uh, in developing countries, they are they are much more much lower than their certainly their bound rates would would uh, uh, convey. We've gone over this a lot in terms of the overall um, uh, producer support. I think everyone has shown this uh, chart, uh, but I think it is uh, uh, again something that that we've known uh, India continues to tax its producers fairly heavily. That has declined a bit over the last um, a couple of years. And in particular, if you look at the support varying by commodity, you can see 
a lot of specialty crops like potatoes, mangoes, and uh, bananas, other things having very, very high negative taxes uh, for those producers, whereas we have seen some positive res uh, for things, support for things like poultry, pulses, um, maize, um, and, and others. Um, uh, the Pulse one is of interest, uh, if for no other reason than, than recently Canada and the U.S. brought a counter-notification to India uh, to the WTO saying that, that um, their support for Pulse's um, was, was exceeding um, the de minimis levels under the um, terms of the uh, agreement on agriculture uh, and uh, will potentially a, a source of friction. But I think that, that um, if one, uh, I, I think an encouraging sign is, the, again, this move towards more income support and away from um, uh, market price support, particularly market price support that actually ta ends up taxing producers. But if, um, uh, to the degree that this can be moved towards more decoupled forms. Uh, another thing that, that is quite um, important is uh, India has one of the world's largest, uh, particularly in the developing world, uh, insurance programs. And uh, India has tried uh, various schemes. Uh, the, the most recent uh, uh, schemes had initial success, where at least you saw some participation rates moving up to about 30% or more of, of overall uh, area production in, in the um, insurance program. That's dropped back in recent years. And that, that's not atypical for insurance programs generally, and like a lot of other insurance programs in the world, this is highly subsidized, I think almost uh, to the tune of 90, 95% uh, premium subsidies. So again, uh, a concern, but I think at the end of the day, uh, at least insofar as trade is concerned, I, I'll hearken on a point that, that um, Uma raised, and that's infrastructure. I think there, I, I, I know it's an um, easy thing to say and, and a, a difficult thing to implement, implement, but uh, improvement of roads, improvement of, of, of rail, other things to move product from inland markets to uh, consumer areas to export are the things that will improve prices the most, I think, for producers and, and really can help stimulate um, uh, production and other things. Um, what, but with that, I think I'm going to cede a minute and uh, go to discussion. <laughs>